Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Supreme Court has legalized school prayer. Yes, they've, they've done it. The Bremerton verdict, as of today, proves that church and state have now merged to become the toxic new celebrity super couple, Sturch. Now, keep in mind, last week you had uh, the Supreme Court ruling that Maine can't continue their tuition program that excludes funding to religious schools. So now, if you want your private tax dollars to go to religious schools that deliberately preach discrimination, you have no choice. It's not a may, it's a must. And they went even further now. This is the case about the coach who violated the religious freedom of students by pressuring them to join his public prayers at the 50-yard line at public high school football games. Church-state separation <laughs> it's a nice thing we have. It is the conservative point of view. The founding fathers wanted it. It means no one should ever have to choose between their religious freedom and, say, being part of a football team paid for with taxpayer dollars. The lower courts repeatedly found the facts in the case are clear. Some students did feel coerced by their football coaches. Very public prayers that were orchestrated with players on the 50-yard line right after the games. There's a wall between church and state. You can't do this. Lemon versus Kurtzman, 1971, requires neutrality. And by the way, the teacher, the coach, never disciplined. Well, today, the Supreme Court fixed it by overturning the 1971 case Lemon v. Kurtzman, which protected us from laws or actions that established any religion as the state's religion. This will now arguably allow any prayer by any school official anywhere that is not in a classroom or compulsory in attendance. It's moving us just another baby step closer to Christian nationalism. It's not one big thing. It's a little bit here, a little bit there. Justice Sotomayor hit the majority for misrepresenting the facts. She said today's decision goes beyond merely misreading the record. The court overrules Lemon v. Kurtzman and calls into question decades of subsequent precedents that it deems offshoots of that decision, which is what they did with abortion last week. Clarence Thomas said, we're going to come for gay marriage. We're going to come for private gay sex. We're going to come for contraception. They're, they're going to do it. Six Supreme Court justices, five appointed by men who reached the White House but lost the popular vote anyway. One appointed by a president who opposed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. They banned abortion before they banned AR-15s. And they're able to do that, but they're not able to ever pretend it's Christian. Here's their Messiah at a rally in Illinois this weekend. A1, Thea. Donald Trump took a victory lap for the Supreme Court overturn of Roe v. Wade because he and his followers are so deeply followers of Jesus. Right from the United States Supreme Court yesterday, the court handed down a victory for the Constitution, a victory for the rule of law, and above all, a victory for life. This breakthrough is the answer to the prayers of millions and millions of people. And these prayers have gone on for decades, for decades and decades they've been praying. And now those prayers have been answered to the generations of Americans in the pro-life movement, as well as countless constitutional conservatives, your boundless love, sacrifice and devotion. There we go. See, here's the deal. Uh, the American experiment, it's its done. We've concluded the experiment. We got a failing grade. And right now we are living in the scribbles that we write on the margins after getting back a failing grade. Here is Mitch McConnell, who making this SCOTUS decision to be nothing more than a grand gesture of returning rights of determination to individual states. Listen to how noble this mushmouth fascist is. Hey, too. What the court did, in effect, was return this very controversial issue to the people <clears throat> and their representatives, so that it can be decided through the democratic process. That's almost 
entirely likely to occur at the state level. Okay, let's talk about what the court did. They said last week states don't have the power to regulate guns. They say this week states do have the power to regulate women's bodies. Ending Roe v. Wade is a victory for guys who want to make that choice for you uppity women. It's a victory for all the future Kermit Gosnell back alley butcher clinics. It's a victory for fake Christians who haven't read the Jesus parts. And it's a victory for rapists who really are portrayed really horribly all the time. You've never seen a positive rapist in any kind of pop cult. They've really got a bad rap. Rapists who just like to pick out the mother of their next child. It's a win for them because our country will now have states where rapists and pedophiles enjoy more reproductive freedom than women and girls. And by the way, because I know some of you guys listen to the Patriot Channel or you listen to Breitbart, your right-wing guys listen here because you get so filled with hate and that counts as cardio to raise your heart rate. Um, This won't end abortion in those states. It'll only end the safe, legal, regulated kinds of abortion in half the U.S., Here's the facts. All CDC data confirms pregnancy and childbirth are far more dangerous than getting an abortion. Over 90% of abortions happen in the first trimester before 13 weeks. More than 60% of abortion patients do, in fact, have religious affiliations. 70% of abortions in Mississippi are for women of color. Mississippi is the poorest state in the U.S. How many of these rejoicing white families plan to adopt poor black babies. How many conservative Mississippians are going to be willing to have their taxes raised to care for all this life from poor white, black, and brown women who are being forced by the state to bear a child whether they can afford it or not? Mississippi's a welfare state, second largest ratio of federal funding to income taxes paid. 47.31% of state revenues come from federal funding, meaning the rest of us. Are the rest of us going to be forced subsidizing, forced pregnancy in these dependent red states that don't have the money to care for all these poor children they are forcing poor women to bear? So many women seeking abortions are poor, desperate, in dangerous relationships are all on their own. And it's always the self-proclaimed Christians want to turn these women into criminals. A 14-year-old girl in our country would not be allowed to adopt a baby. 14-year-olds are considered too young to take on the financial responsibilities of raising a baby. But these alleged Christians have decided 14-year-olds are old enough to be forced by the state to give birth. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I'm John. Welcome. Thea and I are here with three of our favorite comics from the before time. Thank you guys for still being alive and joining us. Uh, the great Todd Monesey, the lovely and talented Talia Reese, and the punctual Scott Blakeman. Thank you all for being back here with us. Todd, I did your UGG show. I've done it many times over the years. I did my first one in ages out in Brooklyn the other night at Secret Poor in, in uh, not Flatbush, that's where my dad's from, Bushwick, um, out Bushwick. in Bushwick. It was so much fun to just be out doing a wild Todd Monesey show again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. shows are legendary. You know, you've yeah, done the shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how's it been for you getting back on, getting the rooms back open and doing Soho and Bushwick? Wow. Yeah, you know, the weird thing was, like, initially, like, I was trying to get back and do shows live, like, last year, and things were still closed down, so we had a friend, like, a musician named Roberto, who did shows in his basement, and he basically tricked it into, like, a performance space, and they were cool, and then, like, we were, like, shopping around trying to find venues. And then Adora Lay in Soho hit us up. And they were like, hey, if you want to do shows here, go ahead. And initially, I was like, oh, I'll just do one night. But then I was like, I'm getting too old to chase comedy clubs and try to chase for spots. Let me just have my own 
so bar. smart. Just do you know shows, you know, collaborate with people and stuff like that. And it kind of like warped into like doing pop up shows and collaborating with other people. Mm-hmm. And then like Roberto all of a sudden has like a like a venue now at Secret Port, which is a great, awesome venue, really cool vibes and all that stuff. And we're just and now it's expanding where it's like we're producing comedy shows not only in New York but also outside. And hey, if you want us, hit me up, UG Comedy Show on different platforms and we'll bring awesome comedy to you. That's great. My God, you're such a startup maven. Huh, yeah, yeah. Still broke, guys. Still broke. <laughs> well, I mean, Scott, you you started a whole new podcast when this thing began. Yeah, well, just a podcast, you know, for years, you know, and I was late to the party. But uh, in the end of March 2020, uh, obviously nothing was going on. I have an old friend, Tom Saunders, a very funny writer from L.A. We started up in stand-up. He was on Arrested Development, a lot of things. And we're big procrastinators. So it was always, yeah, we should do it. And finally... I found that app on Anchor and said, you know, we could just do this. And we started, I think it was, I think April Fool's of 2020. You we, started that podcast after the last time you were here. Yes. How many episodes have you done? 508. We literally, oh we God. lit in that bell. And if anyone knows me, I, I don't really always stick with things. I mean, things that I, we literally <laughs> did every single day from April 1st, 2020 into January of 2021, every single day, and then cut down to five days a week. And in the last several months, it's twice a week, but we actually do it. It's 35 minutes. And you know what, John, and you know me for a long time, it's not political at all. Oh, it's not. In the beginning, we reflect, Certainly reflected the times we were living in, and we talked about masks and all that stuff. But it really became, I mean, it sounds like a slogan, but when the world shut down, we decided to create a new one. And it really is a part of me that I haven't, I've gotten out sometimes in stand up when I was really relaxed or some kind of offbeat venue. But it's really, uh, it's silly. It's a lot of word stuff, but it's also imagining and, and inventing things. It's and it's very it's, healthy for your brain creatively. And, and actually, you know what? All this stuff we're discussing, and I, we're all outraged. We have to stay outraged, but we also can't can't drive yourselves crazy. You really need more than ever what all you guys are doing. We need people need us, and comedians still have to be funny. And it's great to get up there and you do it better than anyone, John. I mean, you get the serious stuff, but it's funny, and we need. And this podcast is really I, nine people listen to it right now. But you know, it's either no, but it's but it's, it really has been the most creatively satisfying when, thing. When, when we know? came here and they asked us to do the show at what the fuck o'clock on yeah. on the beautiful channel one twenty seven, uh, we just thought it's going to be all impeachment twenty twenty and all presidential election twenty twenty, and suddenly we were like talking people off a ledge every night. Yeah. And we thought there'd be no one listening. So we booked so many guests. Suddenly people weren't in their cars on the West Coast at this hour. And we wound up doing so much pop culture. Thea had just started. She had worked like four nights here in the studio. And then we were at, back at home. And we began. To, I realized if we talk about how are you and your family getting Have you found any hand sanitizer today? But if we said, what's your favorite 90s action film? Mm-hmm. The phones lit up. So for the first couple of months, we did so much hardcore pop culture mm-hmm. on this show of just what's the best opening band you ever saw? You know, best comedian you ever saw a lot. And it wound up helping us create a whole new community because I think we were all so shell shocked. We just wanted fun. And it feels like in the last 10 years, Talia, we've had three like 9-11 moments of just what the fuck. You know, I, I say we're in this period of what the fuck fatigue. That's what I call this malaise. I mean, <laughs> it's it's PTSD, pandemic, Trump, shitstorm, dystopia. But I think we had the election of Trump and then the pandemic. Yeah. And then it's early yet, but I sort of feel like actually the Supreme Court appointed by the reality show clown yeah. taking rights away from women <laughs> is the third yeah. major what the fuck of the last six years. It's got it's like it's a perfect storm. I still can't get over it. I mean, he got he put three judges in there. He got and, more in four years than Obama got an eight, than Bush got an eight, than Clinton got an eight. I mean, it was a stroke mm-hmm. of luck. But I mean, look, I, you know, you know, I have a background as a lawyer and I, I love studying constitutional law and. Um, you know, going back since the, you know, since the Constitution, since there's been case law and we have jurisprudence in this country, there's there's always there's been two schools of thought of these judges, the, the, the liberal judges and the strict constructionists. And when we got the 14th Amendment after the Civil War, uh, that was when we, we have that due process clause where you get procedural, <laughs> like a law mm-hmm, for, so mm-hmm. you have procedural due process. Everyone's entitled to a hearing if you feel um, your life, liberty, or property are, yes. are being threatened. Yes. But then something, Thank you, judicial branch. But then something arose through the courts, through the jurors called uh, substantive due process, where um, I guess the, the 
the court, the highest court, did some interpretation. So, that the, so there's always been the conservative judges upset that liberal judges but nothing read like, some nothing rights like, and privileges but into think, that clause. But yes. Nothing like now. In fact, just there used to be like it was 50-50 the religious claimants won in the Supreme Court. Now it's up to about 85% in this court. And I think this is different. First of all, conservative is a is a bullshit word that doesn't mean anything because they're you. not conservative. They're not. And they keep saying that they're radical, uh, reactionary. They're, yes. Conservative it, would be, you know, you know, you. What do the founders want? A yeah. well-regulated militia? My, yeah. that's different from totally unregulated yeah. dudes. Yes. But it is different. Like, when you really can't, I mean, the Second Amendment is its own express amendment. Whereas you have an abortion right is coming from an interpretation of the fourth. I mean, I, that's the I disagree ninth with amendment the court. Of, of all the rights that are, you know, still immunerated under the Constitution that are not specifically mentioned here. Right. So that's where we've gotten away with that for, you know, 49 blissful years. But I mean, when they say they're constitutionalists, Clarence Thomas kind of gave it away the other day and said, we're coming after gay marriage. Yeah. We're coming after contraception. He just wants they're to get rid of... Anything all the privacy rights except inter, except interracial marriage yeah. uh, but they're pretty much saying <laughs> his any, wife is talking in his ear too a lot, yeah, they're sure, saying yeah. anything that's not actually in the yeah. constitution right. isn't a right which is pretty scary I wasn't alive before Plessy v. Ferguson I wasn't alive for Brown v. Board of Education but I mean if they want to say go back to everything then Clarence Thomas is three-fifths of a judge but you don't you don't have a contingent of people in this country that have ever since Plessy v. Ferguson have been saying well, really, they really are three fifths of a person. Really, their slaves shouldn't be. Sitting. You don't have, but you have always had people saying, "Well, life begins at conception, and there shouldn't be a boy." There's always been this contingency of people mm-hmm. that we can't ignore. But they didn't have that. They didn't have that, as you said, that fundraising mechanism until the last. But now days. the state has the power to force a woman to carry and bear a rapist It's horrific. No, I mean, and you talk about religion. I mean, religion is about free will and destiny. So you have both. I mean, that's what the Bible, you're supposed to become this kind of a person using your free will. You can't just let things happen to you. You have to learn and grow. And I mean, you know, this is, to me, the opposite of what you learn in religious school. You can get raped and now you're at the mercy of And these are human and civil rights. Uh, it's not any of the religious, human civil rights, and look at voting rights that they stripped away too. So it's black yeah. people, it's women, it's it's, it's not just black so, people too. I mean, well, it's no. young people, it's anyone without a state issued ID. And, and abortion is mostly just low income people. That's period. All it is, all yeah. it is. and it's, and it's just, just it's a war it's, on the poor. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, you know, so here's yesterday on Meet the Press, uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez suggested, "Hey, why don't we punish these Supreme Court motherfuckers for lying or at best misleading?" Under oath, A6. If we allow Supreme Court nominees to lie under under oath and secure lifetime appointments to the highest court of the land and then issue issue without basis, if you read these opinions, issue without basis rulings that deeply undermine the human and civil rights of of the of the majority of Americans, we must see that through there must be consequences i think it's a great idea i don't see any how it can possibly happen no so they lied under oath what are you going to do about it you don't have 60 votes and, and susan collins was shocked <sighs> kavanaugh said to me i'll respect precedent and he lied to me you know yeah i mean but uh, yeah you know, i mean it, they did it they did it right in front of us it's like yeah. the iraq war they were yeah. planning it yeah we knew they were going to do it they claimed it was religious they were full of shit the whole time and they just pulled it off they did it and there were, you know, uh, our, our friend Dean Obadala was on before he talks about if it was Sharia law, everybody, you know, which no Muslims in this country want. But, people but we just, have Sharia law. We just call it Scalia law. Well, I'm saying it's a <laughs> conservative, <laughs> religious, yeah. male douchebags well, running everything. Yeah, exactly. Scalia that, or Sharia. Yeah, exactly. Same that's, thing. that's what we do have. And it's uh, like Amy coming about again. It's it's not, you know, you're a lawyer, Italian, and you also come from a religious background which is great but you also respected the law you wouldn't just go and, and you know but the law is whatever course. the law is whatever people decide and so when but, you stack the deck the law is now what we decided because we stopped the black guy from having an up or down vote on his duly appointed supreme court nominee yeah but the problem with that unless you have a supreme court nominee expressly saying at a hearing i promise i will never decide to overturn roe v wade i mean but but, uh, but again again uh, clarence thomas is there George W. Bush, H. W. Bush hired him to dismantle Thurgood Marshall, and 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 George W. Bush opposed the Civil Rights Act of '64. You got Alito and Roberts, who Bush put on the court, 
The majority of Americans voted against Bush the first time he ran. He still got two of them on there. The majority of Americans voted against Donald Trump. He got three on there. Uh, and those six are the ones the majority didn't want that right. just took away something the majority wants. It's going to be a fucked up couple of decades. If With we that, get to that. Yeah, right. So that yeah. brings me to the unpopular opinion game because I have to freshen the deck here. I'm, I'm dying to know what is your unpopular opinion? What is it that gets you typically thrown out of post uh, lockdown parties? Talia? Um, I just think it's really funny to watch my friends having Trump derangement syndrome and having meltdowns right in front of me. So I laugh. You laugh. Yeah. Now, what does Trump derangement syndrome mean? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to get into it. Um, well, let's see. Okay. I have a friend who I play tennis with who said recently, I don't know how anyone can call themselves a Jew if they like or support Donald Trump. To me, that was Trump derangement syndrome because so many Jews love Donald Trump. I mean, just it's just. In what country? And, well, there's some in this country, a lot in Israel. Yeah, I mean, the Abraham Accords, pretty good thing. Rather, I like that too. Yeah, rather overwhelming majority of them here don't though. No, so, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought it was just so funny how she worked herself up. And so I just that's, thought it was that, funny. That's and a, that's definitely unpopular. That's a very good unpopular opinion. Thank Scott, you. what's uh, your... I've yet to be to a post-lockdown party, so I, I've been out. I've been out of the house. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I gave this a lot of You're thought. You're among the friends, only, Scott. I, You're I think, safe here, I think so. the most unpopular opinion in the last year and a half is uh saying to the comic strip i think i should get some spots uh, <laughs> they apparently don't agree with it at all uh you know i think they've gone through some political conversion too and so oh really have they Good well they i don't want to malign anyone, but they did they do have a freedom night uh, they did for a while on on tuesday nights which uh well dangerfield shut down where are the bridge and tunnel nazis going to go <laughs> Todd, what, what is, what, what i'll is definitely the, get some spots now <laughs> what is your unpopular opinion uh, my unpopular opinion, I think, uh, <laughs> not into my ass being eaten. Okay, I know a lot of kids now my age, they're into like, you know, analingus. I think I'm too old for analingus, okay? You went for the political. You really right, did. Right, you right, went I for did. the political. That's very political for me, at least. Yeah, is there is there a problem you have with like a line of people wanting to perform this on you? Is it, <laughs> is it, does it get in the way of your normal daily routine that people are, are throwing themselves at you this way? Yes, and I'm going to make laws against it. <laughs> laws! No more analingus! Jesus said no! Apparently in the Bible somewhere. I don't know! No, actually part of God's plan, it turns out, but we'll accept your answer anyway. That's, a, that's, that's, that's actually a very good unpopular opinion for stand-up stand yeah. for sure i'm just saying if you're going to peg me stuff is going to come out so oh, let's not oh my well. okay uh one last question we got to do a quick break um tomorrow the january 6th hearings are allegedly bringing out some explosive new evidence that they found that just they they couldn't wait till july we were supposed to wait till july and now boom they're doing it again tomorrow is anyone going to care? I mean, like I was saying in the break, they could have footage of Donald Trump eating a baby <laughs> and it wouldn't change anybody's mind about anything. I mean, Scott, I, how explosive can it be and not disappoint people? I mean, I was around as you know, young, but during Watergate, and this is so, so far. So beyond it. Beyond that. And I look, I, you know, as I said, what's out there now, what's out there the last few months should have been enough. And I, I just have this hope against hope that somehow, look, if it hurts the Republicans in the fall, somehow a little bit, it rubs off, then I'll be happy about it. This is serious stuff. This is, you know, all these people, these Republicans say, we're safe. We want to bring our democracy back. No, they want to throw it away. And that's yeah, what they're doing. Democracy. And what happened January 6th is so vile and so reprehensible. We just have to push it all the way. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Todd, is anyone going to care? I mean, it, I mean, like Donald Trump is a crazy, corrupt liar. Like that's the headline. I mean, that's. That's yeah. not going to sway people. I think the sad part is, I think it's over. I think no one cares. Like, and that, if you could bring all the evidence on that side, they don't care. They don't care. And the problem is, I, I, I really do feel like, like, twenty uh, twenties, the twenty twenties is like the last decade of America, probably. You know, like I'm actually, I'm glad I got a passport. I'm thinking of like, but the problem is, I'm black, so I'm like, we're <laughs> good places for a black man to be, and you know, like. Is there a Wakanda, really? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> There's places with healthcare. They'd, they'd love to welcome you, and they have healthcare there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it, it's scary to me, but the hearings are also compelling at the same time. They're doing I mean, they're job. amazing, and they're fascinating, and maybe there will be charges brought. I mean, Talia, before we hit the break, yeah. do you have any thoughts on these hearings? Are um, they going to change anything? Yeah, I just think, I, I think people who like him are still going to like him, and obviously everyone else is still gonna hate him i think they should probably stop because um you're, you're all ju just gonna make him run for president yeah 
And, you know, <laughs> well, I want him to run for president. You want, oh, right. Because, yeah. Well, actually, he should. Right. If you keep going. Right. No, it's the opposite. If you keep going with these hearings, then he won't run for president. Yeah. I, I just kind of feel like. And Donald, then you'll have President DeSantis. Donald Trump's our best hope against not having President DeSantis. So, but I can yeah. see him right. getting DeSantis as his vice. Yeah, like I could see that too. Oh, yeah, then yeah. Yeah. But he's they're going to bring no, other people Florida down, not him. just Trump. I mean, there are these other him. people around him and senators and other people, so uh, we'll see. Hey, uh, I'm John. Welcome. Thea and I are here with three of our favorite comics from the before time. Thank you guys for still being alive and joining <laughs> us. Uh, the great Todd Monesey, the lovely and talented Talia Reese, and the punctual Scott Blakeman. Thank you all for being <laughs> back here with us. Todd, I did your UGG show. I've done it many times over the years. I did my first one in ages out in Brooklyn the other night at Secret Poor in in in, in uh, uh, not Flatbush, that's where my dad's from, Bushwick, um, out Bushwick. in Bushwick. It was so much fun to just be out doing a wild Todd Monesey show again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. shows are legendary. You know, you've yeah, done the shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it been for you getting back on, getting the rooms back open and doing Soho and Bushwick? Wow. Yeah, you know, the weird thing was like initially, like I was trying to get back and do shows live like last year and things were still closed down. So we had a friend, like a musician named Roberto who did shows in his basement and he basically tricked it into like a performance space and they were cool. And then, like, we were, like, shopping around trying to find venues. And then Adora Lay in Soho hit us up. And they were like, hey, if you want to do shows here, go ahead. And initially, I was like, oh, just do one night. But then I was like, I'm getting too old to chase comedy clubs and try to chase for spots. Let me just have my own. So smart. Just do, you know, shows, you know, collaborate with people and stuff like that. And it kind of, like, warped into, like, doing pop-up shows and collaborating with other people. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Roberto all of a sudden has, like, a like a venue now at Secret Port, which is a great, awesome venue, really cool vibes and all that stuff. And we're just, and now it's expanding where it's, like, we're producing comedy shows not only in New York, but also outside. And, hey, if you want us, hit me up, UG Comedy Show on different platforms, and we'll bring awesome comedy to you. That's great. My God, you're such a startup maven. Huh, yeah, yeah. Still broke, guys. Still broke. <laughs> well, I mean, Scott, you you started a whole new podcast when this thing began. Yeah, well, just a podcast, you know, for years, you know, and I was late to the party, but uh, in the end of March 2020, uh, obviously nothing was going on. I have an old friend, Tom Saunders, a very funny writer from L.A. We started up in stand-up. He was on Arrested Development, a lot of things, and we're big procrastinators, so it was always, yeah, we should do it, and finally... I found that app on Anchor and said, you know, we could just do this. And we started, I think it was, I think April Fool's of 2020. You we, started that podcast after the last time you were here. Yes. How many episodes have you done? 508. We literally, oh we God. lit in that bell. And if anyone knows me, I, I don't really always stick with things. I mean, things that I, we literally <laughs> did every single day from April 1st, 2020 into January of 2021, every single day, wow. and then cut down to five days a week. And in the last several months, it's twice a week, but we actually do it. It's 35 minutes. And you know what, John, and you know me for a long time, it's not political at all. We, oh, it's In not. the beginning, we ref certainly reflected the times we were living in, and we talked about masks and all that stuff. But it really became, I mean, it sounds like a slogan, but when the world shut down, we decided to create a new one. And it really is a part of me that I haven't, I've gotten out sometimes in stand-up when I was really relaxed or some kind of offbeat venue, but it's really, uh, it's silly. It's a lot of word stuff, but it's also imagining and, and inventing things. It's and It's very it's, healthy for your brain creatively. And, and actually, you know what? All the stuff we're discussing, and I, we're all outraged. We have to stay outraged, but we also can't, can't drive yourselves crazy. You really need more than ever what all you guys are doing. We need, people need us. And Comedians still have to be funny, and it's great to get up there, and you do it better than anyone, John. I mean, you get the serious stuff, but it's funny, and we need that. And this podcast is really, I mean, nine people listen to it right now, but you know, it's either- No, but it's- But it's, it really has been the most creatively satisfying when, thing. When, when we know? came here and they asked us to do the show at What the Fuck O'Clock on, yeah. on the beautiful channel 127, uh, we just thought it's going to be all impeachment 2020 and all presidential election 2020, and suddenly we were like talking people off a ledge every night- yeah. And we thought there'd be no one listening, so we booked so many guests. Suddenly, people weren't in their cars on the West Coast at this hour, and we wound up doing so much pop culture. Thea had just started. She had worked like four nights here in the studio, and then we were at, back at home, and we began... To I realized if we talk about how are you and your family getting... Have you found any hand sanitizer today? But if we said, what's your favorite 90s action film? Mm -hmm. 
the phones lit up. So for the first couple of months, we did so much hardcore pop culture mm. on this show of just what's the best opening band you ever saw? You know, best comedian you ever saw a lot. And it wound up helping us create a whole new community because I think we were all so shell-shocked. We just wanted fun. And it feels like in the last 10 years, Talia, we've had three like 9-11 moments of just what the fuck. You know, I, I say we're in this period of what the fuck fatigue. That's what I call this malaise. I mean, <laughs> it's it's PTSD, pandemic, Trump, shitstorm, dystopia. But I think we had the election of Trump and then the pandemic. Yeah. And then it's early yet, but I sort of feel like actually the Supreme Court appointed by the reality show clown yeah. taking rights away from women <laughs> is the third yeah. major what the fuck of the last six years. It's got it's like it's a perfect storm. I still can't get over it. I mean, he got he put three judges in there. He got and, more in four years than Obama got an eight, than Bush got an eight, stroke, than Clinton got an eight. I mean, it was a stroke mm -hmm. of luck. But I mean, look, I, you know, you know, I have a background as a lawyer and I, I love studying constitutional law and. Um, you know, going back since the you know since the Constitution, since there's been case law and we have jurisprudence in this country, there's there's always there's been two schools of thought of these judges, the, the, the liberal judges and the strict constructionists. And when we got the Fourteenth Amendment after the Civil War, uh, that was when we we have that due process clause. Where you get procedural, like a law mm -hmm, for, so you mm -hmm. have procedural due process. Everyone's entitled to a hearing if you feel um, your life, liberty, or property are, yes. are being threatened. Yes. But then something, thank you, judicial branch. But then something arose through the courts, through the jurors, called uh, substantive due process, where um, I guess the, the the court, the highest court, did some interpretation so that so there's always been the conservative judges upset that liberal judges but nothing read like some nothing rights like, and privileges but into think, that clause but yes. nothing like now in fact just there used to be like it was 50 50 the religious claimants won in the supreme court now it's up to about 85 percent in this court and i think this is different first of all conservative is a is a bullshit word that doesn't mean anything because they're you. not conservative. They're not. And they keep saying that they're radical, uh, reactionary. They're, yes. Conservative it, would be, you know, you know, you. What do the founders want? A yeah. well-regulated militia? My, yeah. that's different from totally unregulated yeah. dudes. Yes. But it is different. Like, well, you really can't. I mean, the Second Amendment is its own express amendment, whereas you have an abortion right is coming from an interpretation of the fourth. I mean, but I, that's the I disagree ninth with amendment the court. Of, of all the rights that are, you know, still immunerated under the Constitution that are not specifically mentioned here. Right. So that's where we've gotten away with that for, you know, 49 blissful years. But I mean, when they say they're constitutionalists, Clarence Thomas kind of gave it away the other day and said, we're coming after gay marriage. Yeah. We're coming after contraception. He just wants they're to get rid of... Anything all the privacy rights except inter except interracial marriage yeah. uh, but they're pretty much saying <laughs> his wife is talking in his ear too a lot, yeah, they're sure, saying yeah. anything that's not actually in the yeah. constitution right. isn't a right which is pretty scary I wasn't alive before Plessy v. Ferguson I wasn't alive for Brown v. Board of Education but I mean if they want to say go back to everything then Clarence Thomas is three-fifths of a judge but you don't you don't have a contingent of people in this country that have ever since Plessy v. Ferguson have been saying well really they really are three-fifths of a person really their slaves shouldn't be sitting you don't have but you have always had people saying well life begins at conception and there shouldn't be a boy there's always been this contingency of people mm -hmm. that we can't ignore but they didn't have that they didn't have that as you said that fundraising mechanism until the last but now days. the state has the power to force a woman to carry and bear a rapist It's baby. horrific. No, I mean, and you talk about religion. I mean, re religion is about free will and destiny. So you've, you have both. I mean, that's what the Bible, you're supposed to become this kind of a person using your free will. You can't just let things happen to you. You have to learn and grow. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this is to me the opposite of what you learn in religious yeah, and school. It's, and it's, you can get raped and now you're at the mercy of And these are human and civil rights. Uh, it's not any of the religious, human civil rights, and look at voting rights that they stripped away too. So it's black yeah. people, it's women, it's it's, it's not just black so, people too. I mean, well, it's no. young people, it's anyone without a state issued ID. And, and abortion is mostly just low income people. That's period. All it is, yeah. all it is. and it's, and it's a, just it's a it's war a, on the poor. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, you know, so here's yesterday on Meet the Press, uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez suggested, "Hey, why don't we punish these Supreme Court motherfuckers for lying or at best misleading?" Under oath, A6. If we allow Supreme Court nominees to lie under, earth, under oath and secure lifetime appointments to the highest court of the land and then issue 
issue without basis, if you read these opinions, issue without basis rulings that deeply undermine the human and civil rights of, of, the, of the majority of Americans, we must see that through. There must be consequences. I think it's a great idea. I don't see any how it can possibly happen. No. So they lied under oath. What are you going to do about it? You don't have 60 votes. And, and Susan Collins was shocked. Oh, Kavanaugh God. said to me, I'll respect precedent. And he lied to me. You know? Yeah. I mean, but. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, they did it. They did it right in front of us. It's like yeah. the Iraq war. They were yeah. planning it. Yeah. We knew they were going to do it. They claimed it was religious. They were full of shit the whole time. And they just pulled it off. They did it. And there were, you know, uh, our, our friend Dean Obadala who's on before he talks about if it was Sharia law, everybody, you know, which no Muslims in this country want, but people- but we have Sharia law. We just call it Scalia law. Well, I'm saying it's a- <laughs> Conservative, it's the, religious, yeah. male douchebags well, running everything, yeah, exactly. Scalia that, or Sharia, yeah, exactly. same that's, thing. That's what we do have. And it's uh, like, Amy, again, it's it's not, you know, you're a lawyer, Italian, and you also come from a religious background, which is great, but you also respected the law. You wouldn't just go and, 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 and you know- But the law is whatever, whatever people decide. And so when but, you stack the deck, the law is now what we decided because we stopped the black guy from having an up or down vote on his duly appointed Supreme Court nominee. Yeah, but the problem with that, unless you have a Supreme Court nominee expressly saying at a hearing, I promise I will never decide to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, but, but, they, but again, again, uh, Clarence Thomas is there. George W. Bush, H. W. Bush hired him to dismantle Thurgood Marshall, and, and 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 George W. Bush opposed the Civil Rights Act of '64. You got Alito and Roberts, who Ugh. Bush put on the court. The majority of Americans voted against Bush the first time he ran. He still got two of them on there. The majority of Americans voted against Donald Trump. He got three on there, Ugh. and those six are the ones the majority didn't want. That right. just took away something the majority wants. It's going to be a fucked up couple of decades. If we get that, to that. Yeah, right. So that brings yeah. me to the unpopular opinion game because I have to freshen the deck here. I'm, I'm dying to know what is your unpopular opinion? What is it that gets you typically thrown out of post lockdown parties? Talia? Um, I just think it's really funny to watch my friends having Trump derangement syndrome and having meltdowns right in front of me. So I laugh. You laugh. Yeah. Now, what does Trump derangement syndrome mean? No, I don't want to want to get into it. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Okay. I have a friend who I play tennis with who said recently, I don't know how anyone can call themselves a Jew if they like or support Donald Trump. To me, that was Trump derangement syndrome because so many Jews love Donald Trump. I mean, just it's just- In what country? It, well, there's some in this, a lot in Israel. Yeah, I mean, the Abraham Accords, pretty good thing. Rather, I like that too. Rather overwhelming majority of them here don't though. No, so, yeah. yeah. But I just thought it was just so funny how she worked herself up. And so I just that's, thought it was that, funny. That's and a, that's definitely unpopular. That's a very good unpopular opinion. Thank Scott, you. what's uh, your... I've yet to be to a post-lockdown party, so I, I've been out. I've been out of the house. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I gave this a lot of You're thought. You're friends, Scott. I, You're I think, safe here, I think so. the most unpopular opinion in the last year and a half is uh saying to the comic strip i think i should get some spots <laughs> they apparently don't agree with it at all uh you know i think they've gone through some political conversion too and so oh really have they Good well they i don't want to malign anyone, but they did they do have a freedom night uh, they did for a while on on tuesday nights which uh well dangerfield shut down where are the bridge and tunnel nazis going to go <laughs> Todd, what, what is, what, what i'll is, definitely uh, get some spots now <laughs> what is your unpopular opinion uh, my unpopular opinion, I think, uh, <laughs> not into my ass being eaten. Okay. I know a lot of kids now my age, they're into like, you know, analingus. I think I'm too old for analingus. Okay. You went for the political. You really right, did. Right, you right, went I for did. the political. That's very political for me, at least. You yeah, know? Is there is there a problem you have with like a line of people wanting to perform this on you? Is it, <laughs> is it, does it get in the way of your normal daily routine that people are, are throwing themselves at you this way? Yes. And I'm going to make laws against it. <laughs> laws. No more analingus. Jesus said no. Apparently in the Bible somewhere. I don't know. No, actually part of God's plan, it turns out. But we'll accept your answer anyway. That's a, that's 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 actually a very good unpopular opinion for stand-up. <laughs> just in your yeah, stand-up, yeah. for sure. I'm just saying, if you're going to peg me, stuff is going to come out. So oh, let's not... Oh, my. Well. Okay. okay. Uh, one last question. we got to do a quick break. Um, tomorrow, the January 6th hearings are allegedly bringing out some explosive new evidence that they found that just they, they couldn't wait till July. We were supposed to wait till July. And, and now, boom, they're doing it again tomorrow. Is anyone going to care? I mean, like I was saying in the break, they could have footage of Donald Trump eating a baby <laughs> and it wouldn't change anybody's mind about anything. I mean, Scott, I, how explosive can it be and not disappoint people? 
Yeah, I mean, I was around as, you know, young, but during Watergate. And this is so, so far. So beyond it. Beyond that. And I, look, I, you know, as I said, what's out there now, what's out the last few months should have been enough. And I, I just have this hope against hope that somehow, look, if it hurts the Republicans in the fall, somehow, a little bit, it rubs off, then I'll be happy about it. This is serious stuff. This is, you know, all these people, these Republicans say, we're safe, we want to bring our democracy back. No, they want to throw it away. And that's yeah, what they're doing. Democracy. And what happened January 6th is so vile and so reprehensible. We just have to push it all the way. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Todd, is anyone going to care? I mean, it, I mean, like Donald Trump is a crazy, corrupt liar. Like, that's the headline. I mean, that's... That's yeah. not going to sway people. I think the sad part is, I think it's over. I think no one cares. Like, and that, if you could bring all the evidence on that side, they don't care. They don't care. And the problem is, I I, I really do feel like, like twenty uh, twenties, the twenty twenties is like the last decade of America, probably. You know, like I'm actually, I'm glad I got a passport. I'm thinking of like, but the problem is, I'm black, so I'm like, we're <laughs> good places for a black man to be, and you know, like. Is there a Wakanda, really? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> There's places with healthcare. They, they'd love to welcome you, and they have healthcare there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it, it's scary to me, but the hearings are also compelling at the same time. They're doing I mean, they're job. amazing, and they're fascinating, and maybe there will be charges brought. I mean, Talia, before we hit the break, yeah. do you have any thoughts on these hearings? Are um, they going to change anything? Yeah, I just think, I, I think people who like him are still going to like him, and obviously everyone else is still gonna hate him i think they should probably stop because um you're you're all just gonna make him run for president yeah and you know i want him to run for president you want oh right because yeah well actually he should right if you keep going right no it's the opposite if you keep going with these hearings then he won't run for president yeah i i just kind of feel like and then you'll have president desantis donald trump's our best hope against not having president desantis so but i can see him getting desantis as his vice yeah, like I could see that too. Oh, yeah, if, yeah. But he's they're going to bring no, other people Florida down, not him. just Trump. I mean, there are these other him. people around him and senators and other people. So uh, we'll see. Okay, we got to hit a break. We will be right back in a second. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Y'all been on hold for a very long time. Let's go to the phones. Rolando in California, thank you for your patience. Hi, John. Yeah, that um, Mary Miller clip really set me off. I mean, it was bad enough what's going on with the Supreme Court, but the Republican Party is dead. There, there's not Republicans. There's no Republicans anymore. They're, yeah. I call them Trumplicans. Yeah, fair. And I think we need to know them by their hate. Yep. They're not politicians. They're hate mongers. It's a cult. It's an authoritarian yeah. cult. Uh, and on top of that, there was the uh, Allison Steinberg OEN contributor homophobic display on Twitter. And I, I just had enough. I had to call you tonight. I've been listening to you for a while. Um, and it, it's not enough for them to apologize. Uh, they need to display penance uh, for their hate in the form of deeds, right? Yeah. None of this, well, I'm going to contribute money to some corporation and everything's going to be all right. And regarding corporations, we need to stop talking about them as if they're inanimate objects. And we need to start talking about them as tribes. They're collective groups of people that use uh, pooled resources to affect our daily life. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those who don't know what you're talking about, Alison Steinberg is, uh, what is she? She's OAN, right? Not Newsmax. I confuse those two hubs yeah, of intellectual OAN. activity. OAN. And she came home uh, to, to be enraged that um, her hometown in Huntington Beach, California, was flying a pride flag during Pride Month. Yes. Yeah. Wow. What a victim, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah, I'm, I mean, it's it just, I'm, I've just had it, <laughs> we, yeah. you know, we, we need to play the word game as well as the, Repu- as well as the Republicans have, I agree. we need to make conservatism a dirty word. I agree. Conservatism is anti-woman. It's anti-little guy. It's anti-minority. It's pro-white. It's pro-corporation, pro-fascist. 
when you hear that word, that's what it needs to mean. Yeah, but again, they're not even conservative anymore. We got to find a better word than that. Maybe it's fascist because what are they trying to conserve? How are they conservative? In what way? They're not family values anymore. They're not fiscally conservative or responsible in any way. They are reckless. They are cult-like. They are beyond reason. They don't care about science. They don't follow what's in the Bible. And they're never going to have the family values argument anymore because they elected Caligula. Yeah. And on on the Democratic side, it's not enough to be for something. We need to stand against something because these people are monsters and they need to be identified as such. And I'm not for pushing them out of the public square. You know, they go to a restaurant and they can't eat. Let them go to a restaurant. Let them go out in public, but let them be identified as monsters. Well, look, I, I, I would flip it. I think it's not enough to be against something. You have to remind people what you are for. If you are voting for Democrats, you are out there fighting for all the non-millionaires, not just the gay ones, not just the immigrant ones, not just the women. You are fighting for all non-millionaires. And, and you know, I again, right-wing Christians are the folks who believe a talking snake was literal fact, but love your enemies was just Jesus being all metaphorical. They talk a lot about the sanctity of life, but they support the death penalty. They cheer the assassination of a foreign general. They love preemptive war. They love easy access to AR-15s. They don't want vaccines. They don't want masks. They support cutting wick and cutting snap. They're not Christian. Their real religion is convenience and criminalizing abortion and pretending they're better than other people. And that's it. Right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for everything that you do. I really enjoy it. Armando, thank you for your passion. Call up more often. I really appreciate it. I really enjoy hearing from you. Thank you. I want to go to Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, hello. 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 Hi, Stephen. I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm having a grapefruit teeny tonight. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to share something I wrote on my page. Okay. About what's been going on. Please. And if Justice Thomas is listening tonight, then I'm going to go ahead and give this to him with whipped cream and cherry on top tonight. So, so listen up, Thomas. Dear Justice Thomas. For future reference, take care of the perfidious array of problems in your own backyard, i.e. your affiliation with that turfiscator, your best friend's spouse, Jenny, before you dare interfere in your fellow citizen's right to a personal, not political, life. Romance, sex, nuptials, does that ring a bell? Hmm. This is the same court who preaches about independence, assuming personal responsibility, morality, yet they feel decisions regarding those issues should be best left up to a power-hungry rogues gallery of politicos. Mm. What business is it of these fallocentric carpet knights right on. to a woman who, by the way, foots the bill for the salary of these legislatures, how to conduct her personal affairs? What, is this 1955 or 2022? Take sanctuary all you desire behind the sable gates, Justice Thomas. But at the end of the day, November still proposes needs to, be set to, to music. your doorstep. <laughs> Regardless of one's subjective feelings about abortion, the procedure itself prevails because it's been around for over 2,000 years. And what was witnessed this afternoon was the court's single-handed validation of duplicitous vermin returning to power so that the reproductive care will once more take its place on the notorious underground U.S. racket list. See the Crooks and Liars 1964 abortion debate for further detail on this subject. Wow. Here is a tip, Justice Tom. Are, are we are we near Chapter Two yet, or is this still Chapter One? Because we do have other I'm people. Almost done. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to get in the way of your show. Go ahead. <laughs> you need a great routine too, I guess. Uh, maybe I don't. But go wrap it up really quick for me, Stephen, because it's great. Uh, here it is a tip, Justice. Why don't you prioritize the interest of human beings over no-holds-barred acquisition of power before climbing aboard that high horse of yours to express your sabinaceous apothesis of the miracle of life? 
And I also did say something else too that I'd like to briefly share. Really about. briefly, because well, I got. Why, I, I do. why didn't you say anything about the that 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 Amy woman on on the court? If she if she came in there long. Oh, what, what, what does you, sebanacious I, mean, by the way? I got, I know what sebaceous is, but what's sebanacious? Oh, honey, I don't know. I have to look that up again. I'm a <laughs> little bit God. tipsy tonight. I apologize. We're but you doing write a made up Seuss words, my friends. Made up Seuss words. All right. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rhonda, about Miss Conan Barrett as well as what? Mr. Thomas, because they want to talk about traditional, going back to traditions. If memory serves me correct, Miss Conan Barrett and Mr. Thomas wouldn't even be able to serve Correct. on the Supreme Court if we go back to that. So maybe they might want to reevaluate those priorities. And as far as the children are concerned, I love that this all this is is that it's the same people that have equated white supremacy with patriotism since That's right. inception, you know, with their little complacency as they don their I'm so white that I defecate marshmallow cream crest brimming with flagrant pride. <laughs> what these people do all the time <laughs> Thank oh you, yeah i'm so white I'm, okay I'm you know steven the, mid, the midterms are coming so i've got to, i've got to wrap it up but i thank you so <laughs> so very much you have given me some deaf poetry that is so deaf it's going to bring back the word deaf thank you very much for classing up kentucky Rhonda. Uh, how white how white is he Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> jay in northern california hey hey uh, long time listener the first time Actually, no, I think I've called before. I think you have too. Very honored to, to have you. Thank you. Second time caller. I've been, I've been, yep. I've been meaning to call you for a while. Uh, you mentioned today something about how you address pop culture. So for a long time, I've been wanting to ask you about your, uh, to list your favorite Bob Dylan bootlegs. Oh, <laughs> list of oh my gosh. <laughs> favorite Bob Dylan bootlegs. Well, they're all being released now. Oh my, th- that is the most random question I've ever been at. What's your favorite Bob Dylan bootleg? No, no, I, there's so many of them. I, I mean, I have the orig- I have the albums. I haven't started on the bootlegs. I needed your recommendation. My favorite is uh, uh, my favorite is the Supper Club shows from uh, the fall of uh, 1993. He did four one-hour acoustic shows at the Supper Club in New York City. They were all filmed. They've never released. They've never released it. It's never been put out. It's heavily bootlegged. I was at three of the shows. I was very young, and I camped out all night with my girlfriend wow. uh, to get tickets to, for three of the Supper Club shows. So that's my favorite. All right, wonderful. And the other, I, I, remember how you call your show the Love Fest? Yes, sir. I think uh, with all with all the stuff that we're going through, I think you should just rename it the Emotional Support Group. <laughs> for, people, for people disappointed with the Democrats or disappointed with the country, you know, yeah, emotional support. Maybe the emotional rage group, I, I think, might be it. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Call more often, please. Don't be a stranger. 